0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. This is a special bonus episode of Everything Iconic, where we're going to dive a little deeper into, and just like that, the Sex and the City sequel series, or reboot, I don't know what exactly they're calling it, but I'm watching it. There have been seven episodes as of this recording on HBO Max, episode eight airs later this week. And I invited my friend, uh comedian Naomi Perrigan, on the show to talk about uh where we've been and where we're at so far in the series. There's a lot of unhinged things happening on the show. And so she's going to break it all down with me. But I do want to just give a little disclaimer that if you are really loving the show and you don't want to hear a bad word about it at all, please turn off this podcast because we're going to drag it a little bit. I mean, there's some things that we need to drag. And so I don't want you all to listen to this podcast if you are just loving it unconditionally. Because I do think, I've said this before, I think the good is outweighing the bad, but there's a lot of bad and some of the bad is whoo some of the bad. Whew. We're going to talk about the J.D.'s of it all. And uh, so I hope you'll stick around. And I love the original Sex and the City series. I just posted this on my Instagram account, but I was just rewatching the episode uh, in about The Way We Were, where Carrie and she is with Big and she Big is marrying Natasha. And so her and the gals, they talk about The Way We Were starring Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford. And I just saw this movie, because I'm going through this whole thing where I'm watching all of my mom's favorite movies. I asked Linda Pellegrino, I said, what do favorite movies. I need to know about all of them. And some of them I seen, but The Way We Were was one of those that my mom's always talked about. And it's just something that was uh, a blind spot for me, a pop culture blind spot. And so I knew that I needed to see it. And so I finally watched The Way We Were which I loved so much. Hubble, your girl is lovely, Hubble, when she pushes back the hair on Robert Redford, which, by the way, his hair is phenomenal. Robert Redford has never looked better. I mean, he's stunning in that movie, and so is Babs. I mean, they both look great. And they have so much chemistry. And I do think that as I was watching this movie, that no one in current cinema has any chemistry these days. That's what I was most taken away from the way we were, was like, they had chemistry. And now I'm watching these romances on Netflix and Hulu and all these shows. And whether it be a rom-com series or a new rom-com movie, it's like, I feel like none of them have any chemistry. And back then, they used to have to have chemistry. Even I rewatch Moonstruck, which I've seen every month for the past 15 years. I love Moonstruck. But Nicolas Cage and Cher, they got chemistry. And I just feel like that's missing from television and film. Or I rewatch Love and Basketball the other day. Love and Basketball, those two got chemistry. It's just like, I feel like nowadays movies, I'm like, what is going on? They need to put them in chemistry camp or something where they make the two leads go uh, sit for, with each other for a while and develop chemistry because otherwise I'm not interested in watching it. And they need to watch all these old movies and see what it looks like on screen because nowadays none of them got it. And I'm not sure if they were all having affairs back then or what it was, but something they connected. Anyway, I love the way we were. It's playing on Showtime. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. And the music at the end when Babs comes on and starts singing, memories light the corners of my mind. I won't do it to you, but I just did it to you. Anyway, it's phenomenal. It ends sort of abruptly, though, doesn't it? I kind of felt like we skipped a chapter or something. You know when you're watching the Sex and the City and Just Like That series? The last week's episode, it felt like we just skipped ahead in time randomly, and I felt like that happened on The Way We Were. It was like, how did we get here? All of a sudden, they're broken up. I know she had the baby, he left him. The whole nine. I hope I'm not doing any spoilers. I know the movie came out in 1973, but I don't want to ruin it for you. Anyway, it did feel like it was an abrupt ending. But man, I loved it, and I cried like a baby. I cried like a baby. And the night before, I watched the movie Love Story from 1970. Ugh, that's a weepy one. And now I'm in a 1970s mode. That's all I want to do is watch 1970s movies. The fashion's in it. The sweater's in the way we were. Robert Redford's sweaters. And then in Love Story, Ryan O'Neill's sweaters. I was like, these are some sweaters. Remember a couple of years ago, that movie Knives Out came out. And Chris Evans, who's a gorgeous, handsome man, he uh, got a lot of attention for that one sweater he wore. And I was thinking, Robert Redford and Ryan O'Neill have been wearing those sweaters for years. Although I just learned some troubling things about Ryan O'Neill. That's not what this podcast is about. Anyway, moving on. The point is... I watched The Way We Were, and it made me appreciate that season two episode of Sex and the City where they're talking about The Way We Were. And so I watched the Sex and the City episode right after The Way We Were. And of course, I'm recapping the original Sex and the City for the Patreon page. And so I can't help but compare the original Sex and the City with where we're at now with and just like that. And there's some good and there's some bad in the new series, but rewatching those old episodes, they're just so good. They're so good. I mean, some of them uh, haven't aged as well as we might have hoped. But a lot of that stuff is phenomenal. So I uh, I hope you will all enjoy this episode of Everything Iconic. We'll be back later this week with all the Bravo recap stuff. we got to talk about The Real Houses of Orange County. There was a Summer House episode premiere this week. Also, the Vanderpump Rules trailer came out. So we're going to talk about all that stuff in the next episode of Everything Iconic, which will be out Wednesday night. But for now, I hope you'll enjoy this uh And just like that series recap so far, we're checking in so far after seven episodes with Naomi Ekparagon. I'll play it for you in just a second. I want to thank ACAST for all episodes of everything. I kind of go to acast.com slash everything iconic. You can check out those Patreon bonus episodes. Also, pre-order my book. It's called How Do I Unremember This? And it's coming out very soon now. We're getting close to the release date, which is super exciting. And And I hope I don't get too annoying about the book, but I probably will get super annoying about it because I'm very excited about it. And uh, I think we're just under six weeks now from its release date. It'll be on March 8th. But you can pre-order it on Amazon or uh, if you go to the link in the episode description, you can see, uh, all the other links to get it from your local independent bookstore, which is a great thing too, or request it at your library. If you, uh, I think the libraries are great. So we want to, I don't encourage that. However you want to read it though, I'm happy. If there's going to be an audio book too, you can order that. I like the hard, I, I don't know. I, people have been asking me, how do they want to read it? And I haven't decided yet if I, sh- I like, kind of like the hardcover and there's some, a couple pictures in the hardcover, which you don't get from the audio. But then I know those of you who listen to the podcast, maybe you want the audio. I don't know. I don't know. I think I like the hard. I don't know. I don't know. I think I like the hardcover, though. Anyway, that's not the point. I'm sorry that I'm going to be annoying about the book promo, but it's going to happen, so... Fuck up, little bear. Stay tuned. Okay. I love you all so much for listening. I'm going to leave you with this chat with Naomi Ekparagon about, and just like that, again, you can watch on HBO Max. The way we were is available on Showtime on demand. That's where I watched, at least here in the U.S. So, uh, the original Sex in the City is available on HBO Max as well from the beginning. And they just remastered all of the episodes, which is cool. So you can see them. I don't know. Really nice and, and good. Uh, with all that said, uh, let's go, girls. <laughs> Let's go, girls. (laughs) Here's my chat with Naomi. Naomi. Uh, you're so funny. You have a, a new stand-up special on Netflix. Of course, you've worked on Search Party. You're on Mythic Quest. And you also were just telling me you're also in the writer's room for season three, which is on Apple. Fantastic show. Uh, Naomi, how are you doing today? And then also we're going to dive into and Just Like That. That's uh, <laughs> what we're going to be covering today. But first of all, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. You know what I mean? To see you, you gave me a reason to put on a red lip. Okay? Because since I don't leave the house anymore, we just got to find reasons to judge. Right, and you right. are that reason today.
0: Right. I know my boyfriend was just telling me, I'm wearing like a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt. He's like, you got to wear something else. I was like, but it'll. it's fine. It's cozy. <laughs> uh, Naomi, your, uh, your special on Netflix, it's called The Stand-Ups, and it's a bunch of different stand-up uh, people. And I watched it in the throes of moving covid And uh, the holidays, it was like my real low point. And (laughs) I popped it on and it truly made me laugh so hard. There's this bit you do and I I don't want to butcher it, but it's this bit you do about uh, who rescued who in terms of animals that people Mm -hmm. post on Instagram. And I've been sending everyone the clip, and it just it cracks me <laughs> up. It's so, so good. So congratulations on Thank
1: that. you so much, and I'm so honored you watched it, especially in the middle of moving. I'm like, I'm surprised you did anything besides just sit among boxes and go, why? Right. Why?
0: <laughs> I did that, too. That's what I was doing uh, in between watching. I mean, I I got COVID, and so I was locked upstairs immediately when oh, I moved man. in. So on some level, it was good because I got to organize the closets. Like, I was forced to just stay on the upper level. Um, but... Yeah, I watched it. It was so, so funny. So funny. Thank
1: you. I'm not good at, you know, it's so funny with moving. I am, uh, my fiance, he is the person where we move and the whole place is unpacked that night. Like he's up till four in the morning. He needs it to be as it was. Whereas okay. I'm the kind of person who will legit just like use a box as an ottoman. You know what I mean? Like the boxes will become new furniture and that is it. That is right. it. I only kind of unpack when I realize I need something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for a long time, you end up just having boxes. There's always one room where it's like it's never unpacked. Like there's one room with all the boxes um, and we'll get to those in a couple of years. We'll see. <laughs> um, Naomi, we're going to talk about it in just like that. And I'm so excited because I actually was was enjoying it up to a point, And then I don't know, something last week, I sort of snapped on it and I <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> and I was here for like six episodes or something. I was like, no, it's good. And I'm enjoying it, and loving it and I still think it's one of my favorite shows to put on throughout the week. Like I look forward hmm. most to putting it on. Uh huh. Um, but something happened last week where I snapped and I think it was the Steve of it all where mm-hmm. I, that, that kind of really frustrated me. But um, did you watch the original and where are you standing currently on, on just like that?
1: Well, yes. I watched the original. I did love the original. You know, I was born and raised in New York and I watched that show as like a young lady and I was like taking notes. You know what I mean? I was like, is this how you date when you're a grown up? And so I was very into it. You saying that you were on board for the show for like six episodes, you know, that sounds to me like Stockholm Syndrome because you watched the original. I'm sure and enjoyed it. And now here you are saying, but I love them. They were good to me once. And now, and now, Danny, you're out here using this time that you could be spending learning a new language. You should be on a goddamn Rosetta Stone instead of watching just like that. I tried it. You know, I tried it, too. And it made me very mad. It's made me very mad. And I'm going to tell you, too, I don't like how dirty they do in Steve because I'm no. a Steve Stan. Okay? I'm a Steve Stan. That is my ideal lover. Okay? Petite, focused, chisel jaw. Yes! And they yeah. do him dirty and I'm
0: livid. The, the way they're writing him to me, it's I, I really feel like I'm watching the old man from up. And I don't mean that in an <laughs> age way. It's just like the, the what they're doing to that man is yes. I from what I understand, I was reading that he has some hearing issues, so he brought that to the character this season. It was like that mm-hmm. was his idea, which which fine. But when right. the only things that we're seeing of this man are him like losing his wallet and yes. and He can't hear very well. It's just like, what is happening with this character who we all knew and love, who is seemingly on the decline? And it's like, are they setting up for him to just have some sort of other larger health issue? I don't get it.
1: I mean, I don't get it exactly. I felt that same way. You know, he's in the farmer's market. He's like, I can't find anything. And and I just sort of felt like – and, you know, we knew – I mean, I also had to look it up. I was like, okay, what's this hearing loss kind of angle? Because I felt like, and just like that started, and the whole point of Sex in the City, the original, was escapism, right? Okay, we're here to have a good time. And then I come back, and it's like, Big is dead, Miranda's an alcoholic, and Steve is deaf. I said, this is not the program. This is not what I come here for. I don't come here for darkness, you know? (laughs) And so I, oh, I was so mad. And I think, as, I think it's not just that. You're right. They're not letting him kind of have any more character than I can't hear you. But also, it's also kind of being used as a way to somehow justify Miranda's lack of interest. And that totally. is what I don't appreciate.
0: Yeah, they're using Steve to just further Miranda's storyline, which obviously they're together. And I, I... I I think everyone loved the Miranda character. It's just, I don't understand a lot of the choices she's making in this new thing. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm happy. I want, I wanted them to open up this world and showcase different people and, and have these women evolve. And I do think it's a natural evolution for women to maybe explore their sexuality mm-hmm. later in life. And I think that's all fantastic, but sometimes at least for me, it feels like they're, they're just placing that on Miranda without, it being Miranda. I don't know. Did that make sense?
1: Yeah. You're feeling like it's not in line with who we know and love for her to go on this journey in this way. Right. Right. Well, that's how I also felt about her though. When she was going, you know, in, in the first episode, you know, where she has the awkward moment with her professor, I know they're friends now. Okay. It's all been redeemed. But even that felt to me like, okay, you want to kind of address white women of a certain age, sometimes behaving badly. But Miranda's not the one, because Miranda's the one who dated Blair Underwood back in the day. Right. You know? And so, yeah, yeah, you want to talk, you know, it's hard to, like, you want to kind of address issues. But are are those issues or the way they're handled in line with the characters you have built up for us, these relationships we've been in?
0: And even something as small as in the first episode when Miranda said something about, like, podcasts i thought like if anyone listens to podcasts i think it would be miranda like that's my opinion of it like and she seemed to not even know and now she discovers (laughs) podcasts and great um which brings me to the i gotta talk about the che diaz (laughs) (laughs) danny
1: danny you just want me to yell you want me to just yell (laughs) please (laughs) okay because i've been trying to unpack why che diaz aka comedy concert that sort of we can also call them. You can call them comedy concert. Why comedy concert is so upsetting to all of us really on a national level. And it has nothing to do with, you know, the non-binary Joe Rogan energy. It's not really that. It is There is a one-dimensional cockiness that I don't feel is earned because they are not As funny, Sarah Ramirez, gorgeous. I think they're like very hot. You know what I mean? And like walk into a room, you're like, yeah. But the comedian of it all, this, and I don't just say this as a lady comedian. I mean, you're in the show is set in New York, shot in New York, and you telling me you couldn't find a cute non-binary comic to go on a journey with Cynthia Nixon? I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe you couldn't actually get. A comedian or someone who could write jokes that Yeah, just one like to
0: deliver one joke. Like I feel like we what? needed one one funny joke. Like one just one. I feel like I would have been on board instantly if there would have been one kind of thing. And the the comedy concert of it all, it didn't feel like a comedy set as it was like sort of half inspirational. And I know that nowadays, right? Like podcasters go on tour and mm-hmm. their Oprah goes on tour and does like a whole life Um, inspiration thing. And so I know that we we kind of blur the line sometimes in these days, but they present them as a comedian, but there's no, I would have rather them presented them as an inspirational show with a little bit of comedy.
1: Yeah, like a non-binary Glennon Doyle energy would have been fine by me, right? Like that kind of person. Because it was also funny because in this last episode, too, it was like, off their, friend, their Netflix special, Che Diaz. And I felt like, okay, if Che Diaz got a Netflix special, we can't call him special no more, Danny. Okay? They call regulars. They call regulars A Netflix regular. That is rude if Che Diaz is out <laughs> here with, like that.
0: There was also in the most recent episode, they said something about Che Diaz's piece and vulture and and there then vulture did a piece of like what would that piece have been like it, <laughs> it's all so wild and then i love watching miranda sort of cynthia nixon can sell pretty much anything but like um, watching cynthia nixon have to sell like the the watching of the comedy and like Cynthia Nixon was like cracking up during that right. comedy <laughs> concert. It was like, she ne- never had seen something so funny in that comedy <laughs> concert. And I,
1: <laughs> Oh God, the phrase comedy concert does like make my stomach knot up a little bit. Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. Quite honestly, a comedy concert.
0: I think one of the things that I'm liking about it is that it's so insane. Like, cause it doesn't <laughs> feel like middle of the road for me. Like it feels like this is crazy. Like, yeah. And to me, there's, that's probably why I'm enjoying it so much is because I'd much rather have something that's unhinged than just sort of middle (laughs) of the road. Yeah. And so it's giving us all something to talk about too, which I really enjoy. Um, And there, there, I think there are good moments. Like I was saying, like the, to me, the, some of the good ways outweighs the bad. I, I think it might've flipped in the most recent week, but like the Carrie stuff I do enjoy. And I feel like that character, they're, they're kind of getting what we love about her. And I I appreciated, I think it was good for them to kill off Big because I, I never liked Big anyway, but I felt yes. like he gave that character somewhere to go and, yeah. and made it interesting, although it does suck a lot of the fun out of it. And as I'm rewatching on my Patreon page, I, I'm recapping the original show from the beginning. Oh,
1: okay. And I'm
0: finding like how important Samantha was to the comedy of it all. Like she really yes. was yep. so... She was almost the jokes in every episode. Like the other women had their moments.
1: No, it's true. It's a a lot of them were, they were really the, especially Carrie is a straight man. Like comedically, that is Carrie is a straight man, you know? And so it is interesting now that the jokes have to really come from Charlotte. Especially, it come from you know Miranda and I guess maybe Che Diaz, comedian. Um, but I know that's like the really that's a really tricky thing. And then I was like, okay, Sema is supposed to be coming in, and giving us a Samantha energy,
0: the realtor. And I like Sema, but it's not the same. It's
1: not. It's not doing it. Yeah. She, yeah. 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 That's not her vibe. But that's what I thought was supposed was gonna happen initially. Yeah. But then it was like, no, that's not really the energy. But no, it's and, true, though. We yeah. all have opinions, right? Like, no one's just being like, it's fine. Like, you, you, we've all got it's
0: revving us all up.
1: It's revving us up. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, Seema to me is the most interesting of the new characters and the one that I like the most. Um, but it's not giving me, like, I don't think that actress is a comedian and I don't think she can mm-hmm. deliver a comedic line in the same way that Kim Cattrall could uh but she also had just they, they write the character with a different energy she's not supposed to deliver that kind of mm-hmm. you know it, it almost felt like in this last week's episode when she sat down with brunch with the other women i almost felt like they were kind of trying to write her like samantha and she she's not that and she shouldn't be yeah that. yeah um yeah 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 also
1: but it felt very samantha to me in this last episode that she was like i've already made an online profile for you
0: i thought that you know was so I mean? weird naomi <laughs> like what the fuck was that
1: <laughs> hello it hello
0: it was so fucking weird
1: it was so strange and she was like she's like it's selling houses is slow in february right so i decided to sell you it's like she said me.
0: on fucking valentine's day she made carrie's profile and i thought that's weird <laughs>
1: that's weird. At, weird and also very sad so she's sad. hurting she's hurting if she's Herding. making someone else's online profile on a day for lovers it's that's weird. It's you know really she should have been focusing on herself in some yeah. capacity
0: we got to take a quick break here. We'll be back with more. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we'll be right back. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. What do you make of the Charlotte of it all? I mean, so far, Charlotte this last week she had a big tennis issue that was like charlotte's big storyline are you there's also one of the things i do want to recommend to people though is there's this podcast about the writing of the episodes and it's so incredibly oh, fascinating yeah. because you hear from the writers why they make a lot of these choices that they make and some of them you you leave the episode after listening to me like oh okay i understand that better now and, mm-hmm. and that I see what they were going for and all that. And then other times you're like, what the fuck? Like, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> there was one, um, I think it was this past, the one episode, did you see the episode where Carrie moves into the new apartment and it's like this fancy y- high rise, whatever. Yes, 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 yes.
1: yes. Mm-hmm. But it's
0: so clearly a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, to me, it was one of the worst sets I've ever seen on television. Like it, and they explain the choice of why they wanted her to move in this place. And it, everyone on the podcast was making it as if this was like the most brilliant choice anyone has ever made in the history of television because they needed her to move into this apartment and like and then I'm thinking it was a terrible apartment like it was just it looked so fucking fake like I understand the writing of it but then it's like the actual execution was so crazy we're we're all watching it and we're expected to not believe that she's on a big green screen somewhere <laughs>
1: oh my god i you know it's funny because again i don't like carrie being sad right like we it's so because it's so true i think even the storyline too is about like you know give us a glimmer of hope or something from her editor um but at the same time i like her a little darker she's like a little sardonic i don't want her to be sad but i do like that she's cynical if that makes sense i like her a little kind of like I ain't got time for this. That's like yeah. I'm into that energy with, with
0: her. I want her to get fucked more. Like I want to see more sex, and I know <laughs> we're getting sex from some of the other characters, but it's like I need Carrie to to get in bed with people. Like I just want yeah. that for her, and I, I think that'll <laughs> help for her. And I like the new guy. Like I kind of was into that the double vomit guy. Although yeah. I do have problems with the double vomit because I'm a comeback like Stan. Um, the, oh. With Lisa Kudrow, like I love the comeback. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And Michael Patrick King did the double vomit. It was like a storyline on the comeback, and he created mm. the comeback with Lisa Kudrow, yeah. and now he's doing it again on this. And so I just don't love that. But right, right. right, right I right, like right. this new man. He's like seems like it seems fun but they they presented this other man earlier in the season the podcast man that like works there it was like this handsome man behind the booth that carries sort of like shared a glance oh
1: with. i didn't see i don't think i saw that episode then it
0: was like a it was the premiere and it was like a really quick glance but i thought oh he's gonna be like oh, a thing I didn't
1: see that. Oh, okay he's, okay he's gone yeah he's gone okay because no i did see the premiere but i was like was there a man that she's supposed to be into
0: he was in that scene when you were probably distracted because jay diaz kept hitting that woke button
1: yeah, phone. yeah, but yeah. Che Diaz. Okay, you mean I was distracted because Che Diaz was talking? <laughs> Absolutely, I was. my My eyes were red with rage, and I did not understand. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Naomi, my most hated Che Diaz moment is the the blow. Like all the the weed stuff. I think in the, <sighs> the in the one episode, uh, Che said to Miranda, "I've been doing a lot of weed," or or <laughs> I've been. <laughs> Who the fuck talks like that? It was like, I so weird.
1: I do a lot of weed. You've got to message me again. That was, that was what they said. It's great, I dude. do a lot of... It's like, okay, okay. I just... I just... It's like one of those things where you know Che is trash, meaning not... Meaning, like, as a person to even be interested in romantically. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, Miranda, come on now. Which is why I, the one thing I did appreciate where Miranda's like, I think I'm in love with you. And Che's like, no, you're not. And I just kind of felt like, thank God someone's saying it. Because
0: right.
1: <laughs> it's like, no, like, you're just happy. Like, you're having an orgasm for the first time in a long time. And that's what you're feeling right now. And it's messed with your head. And, sweetheart, we've all been there. But Che is not the one. And you don't leave. Okay. <sighs> Miranda tried to revive things with Steve, and there's that scene, and she basically wants to recreate her Che Diaz moment with Steve, which I felt like, don't make Steve do that, but Steve, before he starts, he goes to wash his hands, and Miranda looks so annoyed, like it's taken all the fun out of it for her, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're telling me proper hand hygiene is not a turn-on? Danny, I'm telling you, in this day and age, you better wash your hands before you do anything.
0: And we know they're post-COVID in this world, because in the premiere, they said something about, like, I'm so glad COVID's over. And then they moved past it. So it's like, Miranda (laughs) would have learned. and Yeah. yeah. And I just have to point out, like, Steve did that so specifically for her, because after they decided to not do the fingering, he didn't rewash his hands after when he went to touch the food. So he did that, like, very much just for his wife. I know.
1: I know not. it's love, it's love, and she looked at him like he was just a buzzkill, a boner killer. Can I say boner, Danny? I know this is a yeah, wholesome program.
0: No, it's not. Fuck that. <laughs> no, and I, I'm curious to see like where they go with the Steve of it all, and I know we're going to address that going forward, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's a lot to take in, quite frankly, the whole show and. And yeah. I, I'm excited to keep watching it. Are you, Will you continue watch? I know I sort of forced you to watch an episode. <laughs> oh,
1: I don't know. I will not. I will not, okay? Because it just, on one hand, it's like, yeah, it is, it, it is breezy. And as you said, like kind of like having something on where you're like, oh, yeah, old friends, right? It's reuniting with old friends. But it's like old friends who have like, it's the equivalent of like an old friend going QAnon. Where you're like, I thought I knew you and you've lost your mind is how I feel about some of their behavior. It's hard for me to watch them this way. I'd rather start listening to your Patreon where you recap the original and go down that memory lane because that's just a tender
0: time. Well, everyone should go to Patreon.com slash Everything Iconic and donate $4 more per month. You get access to the bonus episodes. I do one a month. (laughs) (laughs) It is really fun, though, going back to the beginning and and seeing – The original show is very problematic in so many ways, but it's also just very dated, and it's a product of its time and stuff. And I, I sort of think a lot of the, a lot of the thing that gets lost in the conversation is that it it was revolutionary in so many different ways for the time, right? Um, Well, okay, this is
1: the thing though that was interesting though that I didn't realize because I was a little young for Golden Girls when it was actually on, right? And then in re-watching it as an adult, I was like, the Golden Girls were out there getting theirs, honey. They were out here. They were out on the lanai getting theirs. And so knowing that that had been out, it was interesting that Sex and the City was framed as so revolutionary. And I I was like, was it because of the way they talked about sex so frankly? Because certainly we had seen women on network television, no less, take many lovers.
0: Yeah, you know, you're so right. And I think Golden Girls never gets the right credit. And so, so much of Sex and the City seems very much taken from the Golden Girls. But I I think probably due to the laugh track of it all, and then also Mm -hmm. because HBO... It was so uncensored with the language and everything yeah. that maybe that's why. But yeah, on every single episode of the Golden Girls, like one of the gals is having sex. Like one I of them know. is good. And a man's like dying on them, or like there's like <laughs> every single thing is almost a similar setup of the Sex and City, where it's like they have a bad date in a lot of the episodes of Golden Girls. And yeah, yeah it's uh. phenomenal. I love the Amazing. Golden Girls. Who's your favorite? Who do you, who do you oh, identify with? Oh, come on with? now.
1: I'm a Dorothy. Get out of me here. Me
0: too. I'm a B. No. Yeah. no. I love her. You're a Dorothy.
1: No, I, you have I a feel sweet it. rose energy to me. Oh, thank you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I feel like um, I used to – my friend used to joke – to me in high school that I have the profile of B Arthur so I think that's why like I, I've always identified with her I'm probably more spiritually a rose but uh-huh. uh, we my friend always used to call me B because I'm like tall and there was like this one photo where we looked exactly like from the profile so that's um, <laughs> how about on Sex in the City do you identify with any of them? <sighs> Look there was a time in my life, my
1: youth, I think I really was a Charlotte. And as someone who does ultimately, you know, cur- you know, have a jubu, I did kind of go in a hairy direction, right? So at first, because, like, for me, I was like, I just want to be in love. You know what I mean? Like, when I was younger, it was like that. Like, put me in a cable knit, I want to be in love, Charlotte style. Now, I think... I f- I really am telling you, I'm resonating with Carrie right now. Her being a little, like, tired and, like, you want me to go somewhere? And it's like, I don't like anything. I don't have time for y'all. She accidentally peed in the bed. I haven't <laughs> done that, Danny. I'm just saying I understand how that could happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite moment of this whole thing so far was, because to me that sort of encapsulated a lot of the cringe comedy mm-hmm. of the original. And that, I don't know, that whole scene felt like the most similar to the original to me, the peeing in the bed with the fingering in the, in the kitchen thing. And then also like the post, all of that where they had like a lovely friend moment between them. It was like, I don't know. That was all the ingredients. Ingredients? Right. Yeah.
1: Well, I have a question for you. Yeah. So, you know, in this latest episode, we realize it's been three months since Miranda saw Che. uh, And they, and they hook up that night anyway. Now somebody ghosted you for three months. And then they just came up to you and were like, oh, well, yeah, I just smoke a lot. You should have messaged me again. Would you have gone home with them?
0: No, I mean, not if they told me they did a lot of weed over the three months. Also, I just really quickly have to point out that that timeline, timeline also made no fucking sense to me because I thought a whole year went by when they did that thing at the beginning where it was like they, the seasons were changing and it yes. seemed like a year.
1: That's right? what I okay. This is that. That was the other thing too. That's and again because I had missed, I had missed, I think three episodes, right? So I was already, I was like, wait, what? How was it only been, like three months since any? Like I, I just didn't understand how long it had been. And then when she was going on the date, that it also kind of messed that up for me. Naomi, so, they're okay, playing we with time and longer. space
0: like it's fucking Christopher Nolan and Inception. <laughs> it's like we're just everything in this show. It's like that made the least sense of everything to me. It was like they made it seem like a whole year had gone by. And then also I felt like they wanted three months to go by for Carrie, but not the other characters. So then it didn't make sense for Miranda (laughs) and Shay, you know, it was like, right. Right. And yeah, I wouldn't go. I I mean, you'd be like, okay, you would emotionally sort of move on after three months of somebody ghosting you. Yeah. And I could understand maybe being drunk and hooking up with them or whatever, if you see them again, but I don't feel like Miranda would be so hypnotized. Uh,
1: yeah, that's the hard part. I think that's the hard part. Again, Sarah Ramirez is, like, hot and cool, but there's something about the way they're acting that I'm like, Miranda, come on now. You're you smart. You're smart. You, like, can I get played like this?
0: <laughs> I know. I know. I do want there to be a second season of it just because I want them to find their footing, uh-huh. and I'm hopeful that maybe they will. But yeah, even so, like, I'll still enjoy it watching the train wreck of it like, like i like it and there is some i like some of it yeah i like some of it but it, but it's fucking nuts and this was the first episode first week where i really like i was like maybe i'm like like you said stockholm syndrome like i think i'm fucking crazy for liking it and like we my boyfriend and i watch it and he was like a super sex in the city junkie mm-hmm. and I feel like we're almost just picking apart every line now we're watching and we're like, what the fuck was that? Like, and, <laughs> and so there's also that aspect that I'm enjoying of it yeah, um, yeah. because it's like a fun hate watch a little bit.
1: It's a hate watch. Exactly. You're going on a hate watch journey. I get yeah. that. I but get I, that. I don't
0: want to hate it all the time though. So I'm hopeful that next season, maybe it'll be like a genuine fun watch.
1: Like Charlotte being the one with a black friend, but like her black friends being real bougie. Like Nicole Ari Parker, I just wish she was more fun as a character.
0: I feel like they haven't really given. I mean, it's all of the new characters, I feel like Seema's the only one we've sort of gotten in and to know. There was that one scene this past week with uh, Miranda's professor, mm-hmm. where we followed Miranda's professor, who's going through this fertility journey that... It's kind of frustrating, I think, because of the timeline. It's hard to figure that out because we knew the fertility was going on and then we skipped ahead and then she said she was pregnant or something. So the timeline was confusing. But then also we were with them in the car and there was that scene where some gay man came up to the car and was like, my toddler. And it just felt like this very extended scene. (laughs) That maybe would have felt right if, like, we knew the character more. But as it stood, it was like, what are we doing? What is happening? Does that make sense? Well, absolutely. When they cut away, you know, when the
1: when our core women are not in the scene and we go off to a character, it is so dr- jarring. And when you look at the episodes being 40 minutes, which I don't appreciate, right. it's that kind of stuff. It's like, what? Like, why are we kind of doing that? It's like, not as interesting or fun of a moment because we don't really know all we know is like they want to have a baby they want to have a baby they can't have a baby a histrionic gay man yells and hits their car and and it it went for
0: 10 minutes that car scene went on for i swear it was 10 (laughs) minutes i was like we're here for a really long time like did no did no one look at this cut and think we should cut it down (laughs) a little and if it would have been like maybe funnier i think i would have went along with it but it, it is hard and especially with a storyline like fertility which we've seen so many times play mm-hmm. out so we we sort of already are as the audience we're expecting the beats that they're going to go through yeah and, and so you have to present us with something new and it seemed like the new thing that we were being presented with was this this scene where a guy's knocking on the door. <laughs> It's like, of all the things we could explore- a toddler. Yeah, with all the things that we could explore with these brand new characters who we want to get to know, it's like, that's what's happening for 10 minutes. I don't know.
1: I know, especially because, I think especially to me, fertility, given that, that was such a big part of Charlotte's journey in the original season, and they did that, like, where I'm like, don't do it again, only because even you as a show has done this. Right. And anybody watching knows that, for the most part, right? Like, anybody watching was there in the beginning or saw the original where, like, This is not the most, you know, and I understand wanting to give your character something like what's like kind of universally humanizing, particularly for a biological woman. It's like
0: making a bed. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that
1: 80. Like, it's like, okay, we've all struggled, you know, people have their struggles around that. So it's like an easy thing to latch onto and be like, isn't she likable? But Naya is cool as hell. And I feel like there's like more that could happen there. Yeah. Besides fertility. I don't know. It's jarring, need, though, I when just... we go to
0: these other characters. It's jarring. You're right. You're right. um Naomi, before I let you go, what can you, what do you want to plug? Obviously, I need everyone to check out your standout special because it's so fucking funny.
1: Thank but. you so much. Yes, the stand-up season three on Netflix. I'm episode two. And just know your girl recorded that in August. Two months. I got this set together in two months, Danny, after fifteen months of quarantine. Like I had not left the house, and then I had two months and was like, okay, let's make comedy. Put it together.
0: Uh, but it's and so good.
1: Thank you so much. But it's a true like it's such a to me like a time capsule of like what we all kinda dealt with, you know? Um and also, you've been on our uh, my podcast. I love a Lifetime movie where we recap Lifetime craziness. Also, I have a podcast called Couples Therapy. Yes, two podcasts, Danny In this economy, am I crazy? It's a, it's a lot of work. <laughs> you know more than anyone. It's a lot. Um, so yeah, you know, check all that out. Have a little laugh. I just want, you, I
0: just want you to like me. And you you're know. making us laugh. And you worked on Search Party too, right? Yes, yes. New season of Search Party is out. I mean, I watch it all in a weekend. What I love so much, we're not through the last season yet, but I love how crazy it is. Like, and I mean, that in the most complimentary of ways, it's like each time you put it on, whether it be the new season or a new episode, it's like, you don't know what you're going to get. And I feel like it just, it's exciting. That's so rare. It's exciting to watch something so unhinged in a in a good way. Whereas (laughs) just like that,
1: (laughs) right? You're not Uh, hate watching Search Party. You're love watching because you don't know what's going to happen. Definitely, Sarah Violet Bliss, Charles Rogers, they're geniuses and all the writers. It was like you know they know what they want, kind of a general sense, and we sort of come in there and it's like, all right, how are we going to get there? You know, like it's very like, all right, we're gonna work it out. (laughs) That's it.
0: I love that. Naomi where can people find you on social media
1: visit me on Instagram that's where I'm really doing any sort of posting and that's blacktress comedy spelled the way you think it's spelled okay with a K in blacktress don't don't give me a guff
0: yeah, no, I won't give you up, <laughs> Naomi. I love, I love seeing you getting to talk to you, and I just think you're like one of the most brilliant, funny people ever. So thank you, and uh, oh. everyone will follow you and check you out and all that good thank stuff. Thank you, you are the and best. Wait, last thing though, any final thoughts on and just like that, anything you got to get off your chest? Final word, if you will.
1: Che Diaz is not worth ruining a marriage over okay i'm gonna say that right now second brady need to have his ass whooped okay i can't believe miranda has such an ungrateful willful child
0: right right Those are and in the friends. premiere i have to mention the french fries they were all acting like it was some big deal to eat a fucking french fry and i have to get out of my chest okay um i love you thank you so much You're the best. uh we'll talk soon okay,
1: okay. bye <laughs>